Praise God. I was about to sit down with you guys, uh, just listen to the air or something. Um, yeah, and if you don't mind, I'll preach here. I'm not much of a walker. Uh, but praise God. And um, I wanted to share a sermon, and the topic is going to be about our motives and uh, examining our motives. And uh, I heard this one guy say, or I heard somewhere that this, there was the spiritual leader, and they asked him, you know, what piece of advice could you give to uh, anyone and everyone, and it would apply the same and it would be useful? And he said, you know, examine your motives, examine your motives, examine your motives. So it's very um, important, and it's such a practical thing that we can all apply in our life wherever we are. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are, how spiritual you are, or how, uh, like, this is truly, like, important for every single one of us. Um, Ephesians 5, uh, 15, it says that, you know, be careful how you walk, uh, not as fools or as unwise, but as wise. And, you know, re like, redeeming the time, making most of the time. And in a way, the reason we have to do that um, or the reason we have to examine our motives is because the only way to live a life that is wise is to, by knowing that our motives are correct, by knowing that our motives are good. And um, basically, if you, if you don't examine your motives, uh, the thing is we're, we're constantly living life, right? And then every day we're making decisions left, right, left, right. And so since we're always making decisions, if we're not examining those motives uh, behind those decisions, then this will ultimately lead to us living recklessly. And I, like, I believe that if we actually stop and we like, think about you know, what motivates us, what moves us, then we can live like, a more meaningful, more careful life and not just you know, live recklessly and, and live and think like, why did I make that decision or why did that happen and this and that. Um, if you think about the story of the prodigal son, he, this, uh, this word like reckless or this uh, word of just like, he, uh, the Bible talks about how he lived just uh, spending everything. And, you know, my, my question is, you know, did this prodigal son, did he ever think about uh, his motives. Did he ever think about what what uh, motivated him to leave the father's house? Right. He started with God. He started in the family, and by the end of the story, he's back with the family. He's back with God. But it's like, why did he take that long detour? Why did he go to the drunkards, to the prostitutes, to the pigs, and kind of come back? Right. Like, what what kind of caused a person to go astray? And I think, like, ultimately is, uh, I mean, there's obviously reasons, and that has to do with sin, but ultimately, uh, this, this prodigal son, he wasn't uh, careful, he wasn't reflective upon his life. He didn't think, like, okay, what is drawing me to leave my father's house? What is drawing me to, like, leave the security that I have here, the blessings that I have here, and to go and pursue this life? In a way, this person was just completely uh, at, at, their, at their own like whims and, and just like 
led by their desires. And like the Bible talks about this a lot, how some people are just led away by their desires. Uh, and uh, in a way, like our, it's really important to like understand ourself um, to even like have a spiritual battle. It's important to know like this is the thing that's like, what am I reaching out toward? What am I reaching for in this life? Um, I kind of look around uh, our world, right? And I know we all do. And we see uh, people live uh, just their, their own way, their own life. And people are, for example, we go, we drive down the freeway and, you know, we go do, run errands and do this and that. And, you know, a lot of times this thought comes or crosses my mind is, you know, how many people who are driving on this road, you know, on this freeway where there's just a bunch of cars moving in uh, the same direction, how many of the people who are doing this uh, should actually be on the road? Like, where are they going? You know, what is, what, is motive, what is causing them to drive to a certain place? You know, people are chasing uh, whatever it is. They're pursuing, you know, uh, like money. They're pursuing, like, uh, like sex and relationships and, like, like, all these things. They're just motivated, right? And I, I think a lot of people, they aren't actually in touch with, like, what is drawing them to do a certain thing or go a certain place? Like, uh, another thing is, like, I was just, the other day I was at Walmart and I just thought, like, you know, who, like, of all the things that are bought here, what actually needs to be bought? What's actually, like, important? Why, like, why is there this, like, huge, like, uh, like business, right? They're making billions of dollars. And what they're working on is just people's desires. Like a lot of stores, they'll, and that's what like advertisement is uh, technically. It's just people feeding you uh, and feeding us like these desires and saying, you don't have this, you need this, like go out and, and buy this. You're like, there's so many uh, things basically. And to, sometimes it's good to step back and think like, do I like actually need this or, or like what is motivating me to go and buy this thing or go and uh, do this thing? Um, not to be like cliche or anything, but there's, we all know uh, the Sun Tzu arts wars, uh, the very like very true and very good advice. But uh, in it, he talks about like knowing your, uh, like he, it's about war and how to fight battles. and talks about how it's not enough to just know your enemy you have to also know yourself it's also important to know your weaknesses and know like where where can this thing go wrong right where can I go wrong where can I lose this battle and I think for us as Christians it's important to uh, know like what what things in my heart are not fulfilled what things in my heart are missing incomplete still lacking where you know Satan can take advantage of that and use that to like lead me away or lead me astray. Um, I kind of uh, I heard this thing, and you know it's more like I guess psychological or whatnot, but it's like humans at our most like basic core is like we want to be loved, we want to feel safe, and we want like meaning and purpose in our life. 
and God, he, he's there to provide all of that. He's there to be that, like, be that purpose, be that love, be that uh, uh, safety for us. But uh, a lot of times we'll just, you know, look for it somewhere else. And because not knowing that God can provide that thing, we'll just, you know, seek it for it somewhere else. And if we understand, like, that there are um, these, um, like what the Bible calls the flesh, these acting uh, forces within us that, like, can either draw us astray, can either draw us from God, or they can actually draw us to God. Like, we'll actually think and, like, reflect upon our lives, like, wow, uh, you know, I have to kind of get my heart into alignment. I have to get... Uh, into alignment, alignment, uh, to get myself into just like focusing on God and, and seek, finding my fulfillment in God. And I want to uh, share more about um, just motives. And so in Genesis 6, 5, it talks about how, it talks about the flood, Noah's flood. And it says that, um, if, if somebody can put it up, yeah. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And, you know, it's like a scary thing because God was coming one day and it's like thoughts are wrong. He was coming back another day. It's still wrong, still wrong, right? And, and it was just continuous. And the thing is, this is the reason that God flooded the earth. And he says it's not like it doesn't even necessarily say their actions or their thoughts but the intention of their thoughts, that the, it was the intention uh, of their heart, right? So in a way, it's not just about like our actions or our words, but just the intentions behind them as well. Um, and I noticed that, you know, we have to be careful about like our intentions and to be careful about like what motivates us uh, because, uh, you know, that's what God sees. God sees the heart. And when I'm looking at, like, the Old Testament, it's really interesting when I look at, you know, who did God choose to use? And it was a lot of times it was just people who, you know, didn't even have intentions, didn't even have, like, uh, like, like a heart at all, in a way you could say, for what, what God was doing. Like, for example, uh, Moses and Gideon, like, Moses was like, God, I'm not, like, a good speaker. I'm not like I stutter. I this and that, but God used uh, Moses either way, or uh, God used Gideon as well, because uh, Gideon uh, he was saying like, "Who am I? Like I'm just like one of the tribes of one of the people," and he didn't even want to. And I thought, you know, why does God use people who almost don't even want to do whatever thing He's calling them to? You know, whether. Um, it's preaching or like it's like whatever singing or like God like sometimes calls people to do things and it's not it's not it's not that they don't want to it's like they'll do it for God but they don't have that desire to like okay I'm just gonna lead Israel out of Egypt and the reason I kind of came to that uh, the conclusion I came to is that for a lot of people like they people stretch towards a certain direction people stretch to like people want to preach you know or like people want to be on stage and sing and a lot of times god sees the heart and he's like 
I know, I know what's motivating you. I know why you're doing that. And so he's not calling those people that want to do something. A lot of times God is calling people who, you know, they don't want to do whatever because he knows that at the end of the day, like, their, their heart doesn't have any, like, bad motives behind it, you know? And, uh, but, like, best of all is, like, when we do have a heart for what God wants us to do, and that's what we should strive for is not just to, like, do something God calls us to, but to actually want to do it. Um, another, like, another thing is just, like, motives will, if you, like, think about your motives, wherever, like, whatever you're going through, whatever, like, is in your life, if you think about your motives and the decisions you have to make in your life, a lot of times you will know what decision you have to make if you just think about what, where are my wrong motives? You know, if you choose a career, um, like, there's, there's a, a, like, a lot of options that, right, that you can go down to choose a career. But if you think about, like, okay, I'm only doing this career, I'm only thinking about this career because of the money or, like, fame, or, like, I'm only doing this career because... And if you see a bad motive behind it, automatically you can just push it aside. You can say, okay, this is not for me. Like, unless God changes my heart or something, this is not for me. Like, I can't uh, choose a path that I know is ultimately motivated by a wrong desire. Um, the same thing is true about like relationships. The same thing is true uh, about ministry. Is understanding like if my motives are wrong in this, then, you know, there's no point in pursuing this uh, any further. So, and also when it comes to like decisions, if you actually like, I don't know, there was a time in my life where I wasn't so careful about examining my motives. And like what it did for me was just like, I noticed I would just make a lot of, a ton of decisions, and a lot of them just weren't wise, you know? And, you know, it, it might have been even, like, not, like, bad decisions or, like, sin, but, like, even, like, in church, just, like, okay, I'm going to pursue this ministry or this thing, and to know at the end of the day, like, no, that, that was a wrong motive. Like, there's no point uh, behind it. Uh, specifically, to, like, to give an example, I guess, more personal somewhat more personal, is like, I remember I was uh, assigned this ministry, well not assigned, I wanted to be a part of this, min or start this ministry in church, and uh, I, I was just like involved with it for like months and months, but the thing is like the whole time I was doing that ministry, I knew like, okay, my motive is kind of wrong here, like I'm just doing this for, you know, at that time it was just kind of like, I seen someone else do it and I really admired that person and then I was like, okay, if I to now take this charge of this ministry, then I'm kind of like in that role. It was just a weird motive. And over time, like I saw it just like collapse, right? I saw like the, the ministry just fall apart, you know? And the thing is, the reason I had uh, a brother read uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is because it talks about building uh, with like, like we're all building some kind of ministry. We're all building some kind of a work or thing in our life. And we're building with something. We're building either with gold, we're building with silver, we're building with hay, we're building with straw. And what those things are is like, 
if it's straw or hay, it's going to burn up, right? What those things are are motives. If I build a nice building, you know, out of straw or out of hay, it doesn't matter that I've built it. It doesn't, like, matter at the end of the day because it's still going to just burn down, right? Because the motives are wrong. And the thing is, and, and like, when... I don't know if you guys seen like if you guys can relate, but when you look at something you built, just worked your like really your heart out to build and see it burn down, it's just it's tough, right? And so there has to be like before we even start building, uh, Jesus said like if before somebody goes to war, don't they like count the men that they have and compare it with the other other side? And before. Uh, someone builds, don't they make sure they have enough material to, to build whatever they're building, right? So before we, like, build something in our life, before we start something in our life, like, let's actually make sure that, you know, we have the material, that we have the resources to do that, that we have, you know, God's blessing uh, upon our life in order to do that, that thing. Um, and uh, motives, another thing I wanted to mention uh, I want to try to say without, like, I don't know, being awkward or whatever. But another thing is, like, motives are just very subtle. And, like, motives can, like, creep up on us. Like, wrong motives, I mean. Uh, like, even in the midst of doing good, like, good things. Uh, like, have you ever, uh, I don't know, if have you ever guys uh, preached or have you ever sang a song and in the middle of the song? You're like, yeah, I'm singing pretty good. Like, or, yeah, I'm, like... I'm like, I'm, do, I'm looking good right now or whatever. You know, like we all can, ha- can like fall into that trap of like ultimately bringing it back to ourself. And like, uh, that's ultimately the, the wrong thing. And uh, I-, I was talking to a, with his sister and we were talking about uh, youth and how like, uh, like a few years ago, I don't. I guess I'm not experiencing this right now. But a few years ago, when I would preach, it was like be super awkward for me to like look at the girl side of <laughs> of the of the sanctuary because I'm like, like, am I like trying to like impress somebody? Like, you know, it was just this weird uh, thought. And, and I was I was talking to her. She's like, yeah, I I was guarding against that same thing in my own heart, you know. And it's like I wasn't, and like trust me. Uh, but, but basically, I wasn't, but in a way, like, I was trying to make sure on my heart, like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to preach, if I'm going to do something, like, I want to make sure that, you know, my heart is in the right place. And she was saying how she had the ex- similar experience. Uh, so uh, motives just kind of, they, they, they are like wrong motives. They can often uh, sneak up on us and, like, catch us off guard. And it's important to um, bring a heart back into alignment. The Bible says, like, above all else, guard your heart, for from it proceeds, like, the issues of life. So to bring our heart back into, uh, like, into good motives, into, like, a good place. And that ultimately leads me to uh, motives in ministry. Uh, Apostle Paul, he, a lot of times he, he, for him, it was, a big thing to uh, to to have good motives, and he talked about it a lot. Um, he he one time like said that you know when we were he would start churches and these churches would uh, fall away from like would go into heresy and they would all of a sudden reject Paul, and he would tell them like 
unlike these other preachers or, or leaders that you're listening to, listening to, we are not looking for what is yours. We're not looking for your money. We're not looking for what you can give us. We're looking for you. Like you are, are you are, are the goal to bring you to God. And it, he um, he mentions this thing. If we can put Second uh, Corinthians chapter one verse twelve, he uh, a lot of times he he tried to like people would discredit him and he would try to prove to them like, like, no, like I'm legit. I'm trying like, like, uh, like I, like in a way he was trying to say like, like these accusations are like wrong or what they're saying about me, like that I'm, you know, I, that I'm not as strong in person as I am uh, in my letters. But uh, first, uh, second Corinthians chapter one, verse 12, he says, uh, for our proud confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially toward you. So he says that, you know, our confidence is in this, it's in our conscience. And uh, conscience isn't just, for Apostle Paul, it's not just about being free of guilt or being free of sin, but it's also being free of like bad motives uh, because it's in a way to be free of like bad motives is the ultimate like liberation it's the ultimate to know like in your heart that your heart is good to know in your heart that you have like nothing to hide to know in your heart that you have uh, that like like what you're doing is for the good of another person without you wanting anything back in return that is the like ultimate good and uh, he, in another place, he says, we have, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, he says, we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by manifesting of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So again, he's like, we're not, we don't, he says, as we serve, as we're serving other people, as we're serving God, we're not doing this, you know, with something to hide, with an ulterior motive. Like, we don't, we're not trying to get anything uh, in return. And in a way, like, I don't want to just, I, I kind of want to highlight the problem, right? To shine light on the fact that a lot of times our motives are wrong. But that's not the, like, so, like, don't, I want to, like, highlight the problem before I even like talk about the solution because when we understand like when we actually look into our heart and see like something's wrong right that will inspire us to uh, seek out God to see God to pray to God to correct our hearts right so um, the first piece of hope and the first piece of like uh, direction that God gives us is in uh, Psalms 139 verse 1 if uh, we could turn there. He, uh, like this is a very just long psalm, but in the very first verse, he says, Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. And when I was reading this, that personally like comforted me beca because I understand like, you know, a lot of times like even I can't even understand myself. Like I can't sometimes understand my motives or my thoughts, but you know, God he knows us. He knows me. He knows you. And he uh, can, like, the fact that he knows us 
it, it's, it's basically like a step forward. It's a step forward to God uh, changing our heart and realigning our heart. And like, as I, I, as I read earlier, uh, Psalm 23, verse 1, uh, it says, like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And uh, to know uh, this, this, this phrase, like, I shall not want, you know, it's like, it's very, uh, for me personally, I'll be honest, it's very just like, it's kind of like a dream. It's kind of like that I see, like, I see happening, but like, I feel like it's like the perfect like place that I want to be like in my life where it's like I don't want like anything but God. I don't want like I don't need any person or thing to satisfy me like I'm I want my like completeness to be completely in God. And uh David starts with saying like because the Lord is my shepherd and to I believe that, that that's where it comes from is from knowing like that God is our shepherd that we understand that God fulfills us and we have uh, everything we need. Uh, amen. So.